0: And what I have found is that most people have a picture of themselves which is so narrow and so shallow that it bears no resemblance to who they are and what they can do.
1: Welcome to The Ziegler Show, where we inspire your true performance. I'm your host, Kevin Miller. In this show, we are talking about resources that help change your self image for the better, of course. Zig Ziglar gives us a fairly serious message on just how vital and profound the picture is that we have of ourselves. And the key to our success is changing and improving and elevating that picture, believing more for ourselves. Well, from this message, I posted this question on Facebook. What has been a primary resource that has helped change your self-image for the better that has truly improved how you view yourself and what you believe yourself to be capable of? The responses were really in-depth, and we had a lot of them. Uh, So in-depth that I've switched the format of today's show. I'm going to do it solo, no co host really so I can just devote the most time primarily to just sharing with you what others so openly and vulnerably wrote about. I think it'll be just a huge resource for you to hear these resources. Uh, We had a a very real wide variety, too, and uh, just so many different things you'll be interested in hearing, I think that help people change their self image. So, we'll start off by hearing Zig's message right after I share these resources with you. Okay, here then is a 3-minute clip from Zig Ziglar.
0: Well, I do a lot of reading, a lot of research. And what I have found is that most people have a picture of themselves which is so narrow and so shallow that it bears no resemblance to who they are and what they can do. Most people have no earthly idea as to what they can do because all they've ever been told is what they cannot do. According to psychologist Chad Helmstetter, the average 16-year-old has been told 17,000 times, no, or you can't do that. Now, you tell a youngster 17,000 times they can't do something, and the first thing you know, they will begin to believe it. The picture is so incredibly important. Now, most people have no earthly idea, therefore, what they can do because they don't know who they are they do not know what they really want out of life because they do not know what's available for them. Now, for them is the key. They can readily see where you could do it, and you could do it, and you could do it, and you could do it, but poor little old me, I could never do those things And so what we want to work at is is changing the picture so that we can recognize just what is inside of us. To repeat myself, again, man was designed for accomplishment. That's you. Engineered for success and endowed with the seeds of greatness. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. In an earlier recording, I talked about the fact that there are some things you can't measure. You can't measure the heart. You can measure the IQ. One of the reasons I talk to both the head and the heart is because I like to get to your intelligence logically, but even more importantly, I like to get to you emotionally because we cannot measure that heart. And inside of us, there is so much, but the picture is the key. The picture I had of myself uh, always was I'm a little guy from a little town who will struggle all of his life. When I was 17 years old, getting ready to go off uh, to the Navy back in the big war, World War II, some of you have heard about it, it's been in all the papers, <laughs> I, was, uh, I-, I was getting ready to leave and my plans was to go off to war and then come back and literally to open a meat market in Yazoo City, Mississippi. That's the image, that's the picture that I had of myself. I never saw myself as having to have government assistance, but I saw myself as a little guy from the little town who would struggle all of his life. As a youngster, I was very small, and I did have that inferiority complex. That's exhibited. Now, in those days, that's what they call Today, you know, they call it poor self-image and what have you. But the emphasis simply was that I could not do these things. The picture's important.
1: Well, great words from Zig, as always. So again, from that message, I posted this question on Facebook. What has been a primary resource that has helped change your self-image for the better, that has truly improved how you view yourself and what you believe yourself to be capable of? So you can join these weekly discussions by friending me on Facebook at Agent K Miller. I'd love to connect with you. Well, here then, I'm going to dive into reading many of your responses. All right, friends. Well, here is our Q&A show. Like I said in the intro, I'm doing it solo this time, really just to give as much time as I can to reading, sharing your comments. As I did on Facebook, I started off sharing one of my own resources as of late that has really done a lot to alter, for the better, my own self-image. And it is getting my brain reprogrammed from trying to be Superman. I had a friend call it a God complex, which sounds kind of, uh, kind of harsh actually, but it is true. I was acting like it's all up to me. What made a difference? It was over the past two years, I was really inspired by my best friend, my business partner, And he gets up every morning early, no matter what, to just have time alone, time with God, time to think. And it inspired me. So it's been about two years of me doing that. I go to bed earlier so I can get up earlier and, uh, I go through, I usually start off going through some devotional books. I actually shared those. I have five that I just kind of read through, see which one strikes me. And generally one of them does sometimes two of them. will. they'll kind of overlap with a similar message or I'll, or I'll, feel the same message out of them. Uh, when I posted that on Facebook, people ask, what are those books? And so I did post them there. I'll, I'll tell you guys, it was five books listening to your life by Frederick Beekner. Uh, It's B-U-E-C-H-N-E-R. He's one of my favorite guys. Uh, The Daily Insights, Daily Devotional with Zig Ziglar. Uh, You can get that at ziglar.com. Jesus Calling, such a famous devotional book by Sarah Young. The Daily Stoic by Ryan Holiday and Stephen Hanselman. It was given to me by my dad, Dan Miller. And The Book of Mysteries by Jonathan Kahn. Um, All of those, and you know, again, the point wasn't the, the content of those, but they just got me, they sparked my interest in something or sparked my heart or my mind. Uh, some of those, the ones that were Christian devotionals often had scripture with them. So I'd get into my Bible as well, look through there. And then I would journal and sometimes just journal thoughts. Sometimes I would journal things that were troubling me. Uh, sometimes I journal about ideas. I would pray, I kind of pray out loud in my journal writing. That's how I do it. Uh, but it was that time and those messages and, and the time in the word, the time in prayer, try, time trying to hear from God that have been helping me know that it's not up to me, um, that I'm not that powerful, uh, that I have a role as a father, as a husband, as a friend, as a boss, as a partner, I have roles and things that of course I've got to do, but it's more important that I be, uh, and then, then do. And it was that time. So those were resources that really it was the time and, and those, and, uh, embracing, engaging in those resources that helped change me. That is helping change me continually, my mindset and my self image. So there was, there was what I kicked off with. But so many of you guys shared. So I'm just going to start reading down through these and, uh, I'll comment here and there, but just wanted you to hear what other people cited as resources that changed their self image for the better. So, Roger White says it was a community of like-minded people. The 48 days Eagle group Eagles group has been a tremendous help. Well, folks, that is my dad again, to mention him again, Dan Miller, who, uh, 48 days to the work you love fame, his website, 48 days.com. You can go there and somewhere on there, you'll find information on the 48 days Eagles group. It's a paid membership of like-minded people who are helping each other with their businesses, with their personal development, and just a a really strong community. So that's what Roger's talking about. Roger, thanks for sharing that, uh, like-minded. People. That uh, is powerful. We'll, we'll talk about that here in just a second again. Brett Trout, he says, he's been reading Zig's Daily Insights, the devotional I mentioned above, ever since you gifted it to me. Now he's talking to me. He says it's one of the most cherished gifts I've ever received from a mentor. Thank you. And by the way, the outdoors is my place to go for clarity. Uh, Brett runs uh, Mountain Man Soap. And uh, just a guy that I was blessed to walk with for a a long period of time. Uh, So he's, again, citing that daily insights. And folks, there's no one resource like a journal, reading material, something that I'll hold up and say it is the end all to everything. Even the Bible. We often need help from other resources to help us understand and interpret uh, the Bible as well, even though I would count that as my foundation. But in and of its own, I need I need more help, um, actually, but it's the culmination. Usually it's the exercise of reading good material, putting that good input in and questioning our own thoughts, questioning our mindsets and striving to alter our mindsets. Uh, Melissa Joy Peterson Kolstad, she says, going to the gym, eating healthy, and posting inspirational and motivational sayings, et cetera, to help others. Uh, and that make me want to live up to being that person. I'm big on authenticity. Oh, and podcast helps. She adds, that is a great line that make me want to live up to being that person. Uh, that is strong. Setting a standard for ourselves, setting a goal for ourselves. as We so often talk about in the Ziegler show, And, uh, setting one and then wanting to live up to be that person. A lot of us don't have someone who's encouraging us to grow and and is challenging us to be more of what they know we could be. And so we have to do that for herself. So I appreciate that, uh, what she is saying and, and just the multitude of things that she's doing all together, which is a thread that you'll continue to hear here. Terry Johnson says, uh, we must be twins, Kevin. I, I, too, carry a God complex, which has caused me endless frustration and anxiety. Combine that with a perfectionist mindset, which when not achieved, which is impossible, leads to a lack of confidence and a constant state of anxiety. Just never had enough time to do it all. And I was going backwards and not growing. It was the opposite, in fact. Your podcast, The Lessons That it Teaches Me, a few good books, finding a quick way to meditate, an attitude of gratitude created by journaling every day, a 40 minute walk with my wife every single day. I'm finally out of the rut. I'm growing happy and content, but still wildly ambis- widely ambitious, but ambitious not for wealth and not ambitious for perfection, but ambitious for peace and time and happiness. I simply reset my success measures, which gave me clarity on what I had to do and the truth is amazingly I was already there. Goodness, that's that's significant, Terry. That's significant, that's deep, uh, and vulnerable. Thank you so much. I'm glad that these podcasts are a part of your journey. That is definitely our intent. But I love the fact that you have a Uh, you have a whole quiver full of things. I think that's what it is. I think that's important for us all to hear. We often want to find that one magic bullet. What's the thing? Is it going to be this book? Is it going to be meditating? Is it going to be getting healthy and fit? What's it going to be? And it's going to be a bunch of things. It's it's going to be, the answer is yes, all of those things and more in finding the secret sauce for you. Heather England says, I know this is going to sound completely weird, but CrossFit was the first thing that made me find value and strength in myself back in 2011. I'm still doing CrossFit, but the day I walked into that gym changed my life and mindset for the better, even though I never worked out regularly or been in sports prior. Since that fateful day in 2011, I've completely changed and continue to improve every chance I get. Well folks, I through my own uh, experience walking with so many people in personal development trying to improve themselves, it is significant how many times physical wellness is a catalyst uh for a lot of things and uh I don't have to try to prove that or convince you of that. It's just experiential. I've seen that that it is often you know, I would not say is it most important? No, but sometimes Sequentially, some things tend to work in our favor to do X, Y, Z first, you know, this before that. And yeah, being physically well, being physically, as you hear in our habits show, uh, there's hardly ever been anyone we've interviewed in our habits show that has not testified to a consistent exercise and nutrition program to be well. Now, not all of them are doing that so they can be, uh, you know, fitness models, which we've interviewed some of those recently as well. That's not most people's goal though. They want to do it so that their mind works well. And so they feel good about their physical self image as well. And from that, it helps them improve in all these other areas. And when you do look at our brains are housed in our bodies, if our bodies are compromised anywhere, our brains are compromised. We see more and more and more proof to this every day. And so if you just think, gosh, I just want to think well and feel well, even if you don't care about your self-image, your best bet is to get your body physically well. So I don't think that's weird at all, Heather, obviously. Um, I think that is uh, very, very normal in the abnormal arena of people who are really trying to improve themselves for the better. Abby may cook. She says last summer I did some coaching surrounding my career. It was an activity that asked me to ask five people to list my strengths in an email or on paper. I found that the, many of these people saw things in my life as a strength that I viewed as a weakness. These people range from people I manage work directly alongside friends, even a manager. I learned that I wasn't giving myself credit for my work ethic, my organizational management and my desire to serve others. Boy, Abby, thank you. A couple of things stand out there to me that we've gotten in this age where it seems like there's two ends of the spectrum. Either somebody who we think is so full of themselves, so proud, so arrogant, narcissistic, whatever. Uh, and, uh, they just think that they're, you know, they're the next best thing since sliced bread on the other side though, we have people who are pretty self-deprecating. Uh, they just minimize everything that could be a strength in their life and, uh, think they're being, it's a, it's really a false, uh, perspective of humility and not saying anything positive about yourself or believe anything positive about yourself. And, In the middle, there's a great place to be to say, yeah, you know what? I am to know your strengths and to stand on them. Say, yeah, you know what? I am pretty good at that. And you can be plenty humble and share the things that you know, you're not good at as well. But I think we have more people than ever suffering from not understanding their strengths, not being confident in their strengths and not walking well in them. So um, that's a lot, Abby, what you said there relates to that. The other thing too, is just mentioning a coach. And we talk about that a lot. Of course, Ziegler does a lot of coaching. I think everybody involved in personal development has has been involved with a coach at some point, which is a very telling thing. Most of these people, again, that we interview, they have had coaching in their lives. We would all love to have the, you know, Mr. Miyagi from the karate kid, some person who comes along and just takes a big interest in us, tutors us, trains us, teaches us, mentors us, but we don't often have that fewer people than ever. I would, I would say have that today. A coach is a place to find that person, to find a person that you resonate with. And yes, you're paying for their input, but they've got skin in the game and they will do their best to give you impart the wisdom that they have and that they think is best for you. Uh, you know, there's a lot of coaches out there and of course, everybody wants to know who's the best one and who can they trust. And there's a lot of organizations you can check out like Zigler, uh, like 48days.com and others, uh, to find a coach. But please don't minimize that, that, uh, paying for somebody to help mentor you, to help teach you, train you, to give you wisdom, to help you see yourself is powerful. I think it's also, when you put that investment of money in, it makes you participate and engage at a higher level as well. So I'm just up holding coaching in there. Abby, thanks for sharing that with us. Colin says using the self journal from best self, which I wasn't uh, aware of. I typed in self journal from best self and self best self. And, uh, found this resource he's talking about. I'm not, I'm not uh, familiar with it, but so he's citing that he says, I write three things for which I'm grateful in the morning and evening. I also use it to track quarterly goals and daily progress. This is how this has helped me realize just how much I'm getting done and the progress I'm making. The reflections also helped me see what a great life I have. I imagine keeping any journal would help, but I like the format of this particular brand. Beautiful. Um, it's, uh, uh, you know, I, th- I think, yeah, journaling, it, we talk about it so much again. I don't know if there's any, uh, There probably has been the majority of the folks that we interview here on this show talk about journaling and folks, it's not about writing. Don't think that, Oh, I don't want to journal because I'm not a writer. That's not the point you can write. You're not writing stories. I, I journaled as a, as a young man and I journaled just the events of the day. That's great today. I don't journal that way at all. Um, I don't do it for a a history, uh, aspect for myself. I journal my thoughts, my feelings, my prayers, ideas, things like that. Sometimes it's just a place for me to remember something, uh, whatever way you use it. You're again, looking for your secret sauce, um, and what kind of journal I like just a blank, well, blank blank page with lines, but we have, of course, Ziegler has the performance planner and uh, Colin cites this using the self journal from best self. Michael Hyatt has a great one. Uh, John Lee Dumas has a great one. Both of those guys we've interviewed on their journals, goal, goal achieving journals in essence, but, uh, it's hard to refute the value of. Of journaling of writing things down and even the aspect of using your hand and a pen and a paper and writing it down. Now, if you're an electronic person, that's okay. I'm not minimizing that, but it's interesting with the big influencers that we talk to, how many of them attest to pen, paper, pen, pencil, and paper. Matt Korich, he says, I watched the documentary, that sugar film, and it motivated me to finally improve my health. I quit eating junk, counted my calories and exercised on the elliptical daily and went from 214 pounds to 179. Wow, Matt, that's a big deal. Uh, I never thought I could do it. I feel healthier, look better. But while I am proud of this this accomplishment, I still battle low self-esteem and self-doubt issues. Uh, the, those battles are why I tune in and I learn with each podcast and exercise. I actually responded back on Facebook. I do that quite a bit to these. And I said, thanks, Matt. Uh, sounds like you're taking the right steps though. Getting yourself physically well will help your mental health, which allows all the good input to take root. And again, we're back to that catalyst that we talked about a minute ago of physical health. I would just say, I find it difficult for people to get positive, improve their self image, when they are not feeling physically well and however that looks like to you or feels like to you is, is on you and up to you, but it is so, so consistent, but appreciate that along this, we're all looking for that fix, right? That overcoming that word overcoming that gets used so much. And yet I appreciate that with all the progress Mattis has, 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 had, he says, I still battle low self-esteem and self-doubt issues. I We'll just call attention to that word "battle." Uh, it sounds negative, but that every day is a new day that we wake up with another chance, and we've got to go to battle to some degrees with with the norm, the norm of ourselves, the norm of our culture. And of course, you know that that's why you're here listening to this show. And thanks to these sponsors for bringing us today's show. Well, Douglas Holland, uh, he says, Two Chairs has helped me. Uh, Now, Two Chairs is a book by Bob Bodine, who we've interviewed on this show. Two Chairs, really significant. Tom Ziegler talks about it so much. I know so many influencers who talk about that book. I'll let you go find it and see what it's about for yourself. Two Chairs by Bob Bodine. It's B-E-A-U-D-I-N-E, I believe. Uh, But he says also the Ziegler self-talk cards are one of the best tools I have used. Our words have power and speaking positive to start and end our day makes a difference. Uh, Folks, I've said this so many times. Of all the shows, the, there was a show on the on Zig Ziglar's self-talk cards, self-talk. You know the, the aspect of it, the exercise of it that I did It was one of the first shows that I did, uh, as I started as host of the Ziggo Show, probably over three years ago. I'm going to guess. You can still get those cards at the URL I set up back then, slash self talk Ziegler.com slash self talk. It is one of the, uh, the word that comes to my mind is goofiest feeling, uncomfortable things to do to stand in front of a mirror and talk to yourself. We make fun of it. Uh, it's been made fun of, and yet the power is unprecedented and the testimonials to that. I don't think we've ever had testimonials to anything more than those self talk cards. So there, that's my testimonial. You can go check them out for yourself. Uh, You can also scroll down through the shows and see if you can find that. I'm not sure what number that is. I don't have that on me. Uh, Show number. Stephen Ko, he says, for me, Kung Fu has given me a new perspective of what I'm capable of physically. The gospel tells me why I'm here and why I'm unique and special. Uh, A Russian orphanage documentary showed me what God wanted me to do. Three things that were obviously pillars in Stephen's life. Stephen, thank you uh, for sharing those. It's I like that pers- that line uh, that Kung Fu has given you a perspective of what I'm capable of physically. You know, there was a time in me helping people who wanted to transition from self empl- uh, from traditional employment to self employment when I ran Free Agent Academy, an online uh, business that we often came to you know people are trying to bite off this elephant go after this big self-employed endeavor And that we started looking for ways for them just to increase their own self-confidence and self-belief by having little wins, smaller wins, things that were easier to do. And physical accomplishments are often the most tangible ones to do. Do Doing a 5K, doing a 10K, uh, do a couple, increase your time just to see that, yeah, you can do that. You can run the whole way or you can run it faster or whatever. Those little wins helped your confidence to make the big wins. So I'm not saying it has to be an athletic endeavor like that. That's just one that's a very tangible improvement. Uh, it can be somewhere else as well. But just to think about that, if you're struggling with some big improvements, some big steps, that some big wins, that it might be relevant for you to go after some little wins to help get you there. Gregory Byerline, he says, developing a consistent, active lifestyle and discipline. He says, trail running is what it was for me so many life metaphors available around each twist of the trail uneven terrain water crossings animal encounters rocks and roots to tri- trip you up hills to summit realizing that often the shortest way back is forward trails are the road less traveled they're not easy though they can bring a sense of ease well, of course, he's speaking my language there. I'm a trail running fool, admittedly, and I do it for so many reasons. It fills my soul as well as gets me uh, healthy and strong. But again, folks, we're looking for your the thing that does it for you. And uh, modeling is great. We talked about this on a show recently with a guest that modeling other people and what they're doing, having success with is great, but we just have to, you know, treat it as we're testing the waters to see if, is that the thing for you? And I've heard such, so many different, odd, unique off the wall things that people have said, ah, that's what does it for me. That's what inspires me. That's the point is finding what does it for you and not being ashamed of it. Be proud in it. Audrey still says, "I stopped looking at myself through my own eyes and the lens of my past hurts and failures, and asked God who I was when i what i when I heard from him, what he sees when he looks at me, and then consistently revisited those tree truths, retraining my thinking." I began to see myself differently. Much of what we do and how we see ourselves is based upon lies. We believe when those lies are replaced with the truth, it permanently and radically alters our self view. Wow. Listen to that line again, constantly revisiting uh, consistently revisiting those truths, retraining my thinking. She's talking about the hard work of rewiring our brains. You know, so many of us, when we talk about our upbringing, we were brainwashed. Uh, now that sounds bad, but we were brainwashed. We were exposed to what we were exposed to. And that's what we knew and understood. And that had profound, wiring in our brains. If we want to change that or increase that or add to that, we're going to have to do a similar brainwashing. It's not a small, benign, easy little thing. It's a big deal to change the way we think, Yeah, but the results are dramatic when we change the way we think to some degree. So I, I always want to elevate that and not minimize that, 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 that that little, little things are going to make, uh, you know, going to easily rewire our brains. That's a big deal to do. And that's why we're here consistently working to do that rewiring Sean Washburn. He says, for me as a new podcaster, it was a few words spoken by a friend and one of my guests, to backtrack, I had it had taken me quite a while to even get going, to launch my podcast and keep moving forward with what I believed I was supposed to be doing. Along the way, friends encouraged me, but I still felt largely alone and wondered if I was even doing anything right. I was really struggling and wondering if I really had what it took to keep at this. Then I did an interview a few months ago with a friend of mine. I really loved how it went. At the end, as I was packing up my equipment, he turned to me as he was getting ready to leave. And just said, bro, that was one of the best interviews I've been a part of. You did a great job. I'm sure you didn't think much of it, but God really used those words to give me a boost, some confidence and a new wind in my sails. It's not surprising since words of affirmation are one of my primary love languages and God used just that to speak to me. Well, folks, from that, just the power of encouragement, and I'll take that to give us all, myself included, a reminder of what encouragement can do to change a life. It doesn't take that long, and uh, it's more than powerful. Katie Abada Schroeder, she says, growing up, I consistently labeled myself I was shy, had low self-esteem, and hated public speaking. In early adulthood, I gained courage to try new things. The first thing was learning how to socialize. And she cites How to Win Friends and Influence People, that classic book, and the Art of Charm podcast, which I'll mention, the Art of Charm podcast hosted by Jordan Harbinger. He has now left Art of Charm and has his own show, The Jordan Harbinger Show, so I'd recommend that. Uh, but she said, "After Katie says, after every social event, I gain more confidence and several new friends. I'm an outgoing introvert, just like Chalene Johnson said." Uh, A few years ago, I had a certain interest in a field, but lacked the motivation to learn and apply the new methods. My boss introduced me to some clients as an expert in the field. And you better believe I raced home and did my research. I now stand out among my colleagues in our area as an expert in this area of study. I even give seminars twice a year to 40 to 50 people. What an adrenaline rush to conquer your fears. First, you have to analyze what labels, what analyze, what labels you put on yourself, then research ways to change practice and break the chains of self-doubt. You'd be amazed at the adrenaline rush you get. That's just inspiring. I should have ended with that one. That one is just strong and uh, inspiring. Thank you so much for sharing that Katie. And uh, I like the fact that you, you know, went to social engagements to get better at them. That so often we look at the things we're not good at and we shy away from them instead of going forward into them to get better. Ah, that was inspiring. Uh, Jessica Smith-Moyer, she says, I attended a John Maxwell training in August and it was life-changing. I've spent the past. 43 years living in a fog due to many tragic experiences, but now my heart and mind are truly alive. Well, folks, most people know John Maxwell, and he's got powerful, powerful content. Uh, Again, though, I'll point out just as I will with our own stuff here with Zig Ziglar, that there's no one specific person who has the Holy grail on the best content, but uh you find the one that works for you. Attending an event is powerful. Again, in this day and age of digital uh, and we can attend anything anywhere remotely, there is no way to replace the impact of face to face, of being at an event, and of the power, the energy energy, and the surroundings of a like-minded people that changes our perspective on ourselves and what we are capable of. Uh, you know what on that, let me read this one, Patricia Logan. She says, starting my business with Mary Kay cosmetics. It's such a positive environment with constant affirmations that I have blossomed, uh, with over the past three years, finding a purpose focus outside of myself and helping others has helped me recover from the trauma of eight surgeries in five years. Wow. That's, that's significant. But I wanted to point out, just as Jessica talked about going to a a John Maxwell training now, Patricia talks about her business with Mary Kay Cosmetics. She's talking about a group of people. When you go to an event, you're with a like-minded group of people. When you join a company like Mary Kay Cosmetics and uh, similar companies, you're joining a group of people. One of the words we use for that is tribe. Uh, And as of this recording coming out, we won't have published it yet, but I just recently interviewed Lori Harder and she published the book. I'm having to look over here. It's called A Tribe Called Bliss. And that's the message there that you're going to want to hear. When we look at all the resources, I am going to cite that there are few testimonials that, that really cite anything more powerful then a tribe, then a group of people that you associate with consistently that you hang out with. That is what will generally ultimately drag you down or pull you up. And these last two, both cite that, Uh, you know what? And I'm going to go ahead and end here. Liz Kelly Durham also talked about just the power. You can go read hers on Facebook, the power in her life of feeling like anything is possible and how she's growing in her own personal development. She's a part of Ziggler Legacy Certification, the ZLC group. Uh, it's incredible, again, tribe of people. You can go to the Ziggler headquarters and, yeah, that's a shameless promotion for them. Uh, but uh, you can go to Ziggler.com, find out when the next ZLC is. But I would encourage everybody, as you look at all these resources, that one of the most powerful ones you will find is surrounding yourself with a group of people who lift you up and help propel you in the direction you want to go. But thank you everyone, for sharing what has made a difference in your life. It's just so such a gift to hear, so rich. Uh, there's no way that any one person could deliver the content that all of you deliver together in your own experiences of what has actually helped your life in the real world. Folks, thanks for being with me today. Well, again, friends, thank you all for just the amazing comments that made this show so rich. Again, you can join by friending me on Facebook at Agent K Miller. And hey, if you got value, will you leave a review in iTunes? Let people know what to expect from the show. Well, hey, I'm going to let you know what's coming up next in the following show after sharing some great resources. Alright, well coming up next in show 617, we are back with Jessica Honegger to hear her healthy habits for life. Jessica is founder of Noonday Collection, the largest fair trade jewelry company in the world and author of Imperfect Courage, Live a Life of Purpose by Leaving Comfort and Going Scared. And that's what we talked about in that show. Well, I really enjoyed talking through her healthy habits and what resonated most with me was the mental spoke. And she talked about her habit of reframing things, especially negative things, reframing those to take the weight of them off of yourself uh that's just a dramatic exercise for me personally and she shared a lot of great stuff well till then thank you for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together